Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. I live by routines, especially my same-day delivery routine with Shipt. Because when Sunday rolls around, I'm not scared. I got my shopper on the way with all my favorites. Shipt, delight in every delivery. Learn more at Shipt.com. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. She said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. That's actually unhinged. Hello and welcome to the very last episode of She's All Batch for the 2022 calendar year. My name is Stephanie. Wow, what an intro. My name is Jackie. <laughs> and, and you know what? Oh, no, No, ahead. I had nothing else to say. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, we, I was going to tell our listeners, Jackie, that we don't care if they're here for the right reasons. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Do you? No, I think actually I'm just happy that they're here in general. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is what we do here. We talk shit about our favorite show. Woo! So why don't you join us? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I love that we are switching it up for the last episode of the year. Talk to you next year, even though you'll still listen to this whole episode. Yeah, and I feel like people are, are audibly yelling at their... Um, in their cars because they didn't know that this was going to be the last one of the year because we are taking one break. I'm like, but they must have assumed like that would be a lot. We'll explain a little bit later how you can get your She's All Batch fixed. But mm -hmm. yeah, this is a really long intro. So let's get to the show. Let's get to it. All right, guys, let's creep. Ooh, I like how you're changing I'm it up. I'm switching it up. Yeah, exactly. You know, tis the season to change things it up. It really is. Tis the damn season. So, okay, what do we have? We have, obviously, Chris Harrison has announced that he is going to be releasing a podcast. It's called The Most Dramatic Podcast Ever with Chris Harrison. And before we get into the many thoughts we have, we're just going to play mm -hmm. a little clip from his trailer. Because he released the trailer that of the podcast, of what's to come. Yes, I think it's dropping in the beginning of January, the first episode. I have not spoken publicly for two years about this. And I have a lot of thoughts. And I've, I think about this every day. Truly. Every day of my life, I think about this and what I want to say and how important it is that I speak to everyone for the first time. So it's heavy. It's really heavy. Um, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Lol. Uh, there's so much to unpack here. Well, the, the full trailer is a minute long, but I there's, mm -hmm. so, like, there's so much to unpack in just a minute long trailer. Usually a trailer is a few minutes. I actually think from a marketing perspective, this trailer is genius. It ends totally. with him saying, welcome to the most dramatic podcast ever. I'm Chris Harrison. It's time. I think it's time we talk. And I was like, whoa, it kind of feels like a scary movie a little bit. Like, what are you about to reveal? And that's where it ends. So marketing perspective genius 
Yes. But I think this is a situation where the first episode is going to be huge, especially if in that first episode he does address some of the controversy that caused him to go away for two years. But I don't know. Like, clearly that's not what the whole podcast is going to be about. I think he'll talk about it in the first episode. And then we don't know what he's going to talk about in the episodes to come. But I think it's going to be a situation where everyone's going to tune in for the first one. And like, then what? And then also he says he's going to address this. I don't know what more there is to say from him. What can he possibly say? Okay, I completely agree with every single thing you just said. I feel like this is going to be a complete bait and switch. It actually reminded me of Bachelors in the City. When Peter Weber first released his podcast, his first episode was all about how he had sex with Hannah and how he felt after Mm -hmm. the book. And it was, I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is this podcast? This is crazy. And everyone tuned in and probably subscribed. And then like the second episode was like, our 10 favorite bars where dudes like to go to get beer. And it's like, this is not why I signed up. I don't want to listen to yeah. this shit. So I feel like he's using, well, first of all, the title is implying that it's going to be about The Bachelor. I wholeheartedly feel that it's not going to be about The Bachelor at all. Right. And if it's not, I don't care. <laughs> like, right. I personally don't care what Chris Harrison's opinions are. Like, I don't know what he would talk about, pop culture stuff or just like his opinions on things. I don't really. Well, we have the press release, which can give us some more insight. Okay, perfect. So, it's his long awaited podcast original. I, I have not been waiting. I did not know this was. I wasn't was, waiting no. either. Uh, for decades, Chris was the voice of all things love and relationships, from fantasy suites to dumpster fires. He's seen it all, and now he's bringing it to you with the most dramatic podcast ever with Chris Harrison. Fans can expect to hear Chris open up like never before using his unparalleled expertise he will dig into all things relationships every week fans will no longer just be going along for the ride they'll be up close and personal with chris as he navigates through dating marriage loss love and more this is a relationship podcast this is not a bachelor podcast you know what it's giving it's giving nick vile writing that stupid book (laughs) it's like you are writing the wrong book you are making the wrong podcast like i do not want to hear dating advice From Chris Harrison. Let's not forget, guys, he was a host of a dating show. He did not participate in said dating show. He's been married and divorced, and now I think, I'm not sure if him and Lauren are remarried. They're engaged. I know they are. Wait, are they? I have not been keeping up. I don't think they're, I haven't really been keeping up. I saw they got engaged a while back. I don't know if they've literally gotten married yet, but they could have more privately. Who knows? Um, But I don't really see what makes him a relationship expert. Because let us not forget... As he was hosting The Bachelor, he was not there to encourage a love story. Like, he's a host of a reality show that ruins people's lives. I would honestly want to hear more about, like, producing a crazy reality show than I would about dating and relationships. I need to organize my thoughts because everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, I have a point. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Like, I've literally, we have never been so parallel in in our opinions. I know, seriously. Also, something to note, just before you say that, um, when he left The Bachelor, he was given a $10 million payout deal, and I'm assuming that comes with some sort of NDA. So I don't think he's going to say anything about the show, really. At first, people said that it was a much bigger payout, but then it turned out that it was $10 million. Chris has not confirmed or denied that, but that's pretty much roughly what it was. 1,000% that comes with a lifelong Mm -hmm. ironclad NDA. And I understand that people aren't in the know about the back 
ground logistics as much as we are. But when I was on TikTok, I was getting so frustrated because literally the comments were like, yes, it's been two years. His NDA is up. Like Chris is not someone that went home episode three of like Juan Pablo's season. Why are we, right, he, right. he is a part of every single fucking season. And he was a producer. He knows the ins and outs of every single thing with this show. There is no way mm-hmm. in hell he's allowed to say anything of value. What I think he will say is what happened to him post-show, which I think could be looked at as somewhat interesting. I mean, this man mm-hmm. went from having a job for 20 years, was very beloved, to very non-beloved and did not have a job. And he literally had the perfect life, essentially. I mean, think about what his yeah. job was. Like, No, I know. The easiest job the in the world. The easiest job in the world. You had it for 20 years. Everyone loved you. You yeah. didn't have to do all that much from what we saw, obviously. So I think, like him saying... I have not spoken about this publicly for two years. I think about this every single day. That's probably the darkness he felt post-show. Yeah, but hasn't he spoken on that? Like, I just don't know what more there is to... Like, he, you know, he he apologized at the time. What more is there to say than what he's already said? Nothing has changed. Did you see you his know what I mean? robotic apology on GMA? after? The uh, whole yes. Thing? Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. did, like, the Instagram apology, but then he was, like, on GMA, and it was the... For someone as professional as Chris, it was the most rehearsed. Like, he might have been reading, like, actual cue cards. It was horrible. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, this yeah. is, like, I am very sorry to Rachel Lindsay. Like, you couldn't even fake it. Like, it was really right. bad. So maybe he wants to give more of an authentic, like, look, this is my side of the story. I am still very apologetic. And this is how I've been living my life for the past year, two years. You guys right. have been keeping up with me for 20 years. No one's heard from me for two years. This is how my life has been. And in that sense, I'm curious me to too. hear. Me too. I'm going to definitely listen. What has been going on. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I'm going to listen to that episode only and then never listen again. That's the thing. I'm looking forward to getting this off my shoulders and repairing this and moving forward. This is for sure the most dramatic podcast ever because I couldn't release a tell-all because my NDA won't allow me. This is the closest thing to it. Because one, does who does anyone know how to Google trademark phrases? Because I was looking up if most dramatic ever is a trademarked phrase. I would assume it is. I can't find it. See, I don't know if it is though, because there's other pod so I was Googling this too to see. Um there's another podcast called like Rosebuds, the most dramatic podcast ever. Okay. So my reason in, in asking though is I feel like ABC had to have okayed this. Whether or not it's it's trademarked or not, I feel like it's mm-hmm. not like Mike Fleiss woke up and, and heard the news for the first time along with us. Like, ABC right. definitely was in on it, had an okay. Like, I'm pretty sure when people write tell-alls, they have to just give them a heads up that it's coming out. Like, I don't think you could just blindside them. Since they've okayed it or have been somewhat in the loop, that even further makes me feel like there's not going to be any real tea. Like, I don't think he's going to be like, you won't believe what we did to Ben Higgins to get him to say I love you to both right. girls on his season. Like, there's not going to be any of that. No, I, I've, if I, I could bet so much money, lots of things that there's none of that. I in no way think there will be. And I do think there's a difference, though, between, like, ABC, like, giving ABC just a heads up, like, hey, FYI, I'm making a podcast versus, like, them being involved in it. Because I guess we don't really know the extent to which they're involved. I don't think they're involved, but I think. No. He probably sent Mike Fleiss a quick little email and was like, hey, I'm doing this. Right, but like, again, whether or not it's trademarked, by putting most dramatic ever, you're implying that it's a Bachelor podcast. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think that's 
false advertising. As we can tell, it's not going to be about The it's Bachelor. Not. So here are some of the comments. I mean, Ben Higgins mm-hmm. writes, I'll subscribe, listen, and follow. So pumped for this. Chris writes back, thank you, my friend. Truly appreciate it. You know at some point we'll be talking. Is Ben going to come on Chris's podcast? Perhaps Ben can tell him about some other great podcasts like ours because he's our best friend. Mm -hmm. JP Rosenbaum, hell yes. Claire Crawley, sign me up. Tenley, excited. Alexis Waters, Lace Morris, Nick Peterson, Zach Clark, Caitlin Bristow, you know I could be a dramatic if you ever need a guest. Congrats, you will crush this. Chris writes back, thanks, Caitlin. I hope you're feeling better. I know you have a hot nurse taking care of you. Okay, wait. I'm pretty sure Maybe she was just sick or something. She has COVID. And he's referring to Jason. Okay, yeah, yeah. That took me a second. (laughs) Trista Sutter, Raven, Bob Guinea, Julie LaPlaca, which was that producer that people thought was dating Pilot Pete. Do you remember Julie? Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. I remember. Yeah, so people seem to be very supportive of Chris. I just feel like this is going to be a bait and switch, and I'm curious to see what happens. I will definitely be tuning in for the first episode. Second episode, that's subjective. Yeah. Did you see, though, that the trailer made, like, top episodes I'm not surprised in the charts yeah so but that's what I think episode one's gonna be too yeah exactly and then never again I just it's just like he's making the wrong podcast I don't want to hear about Chris Harrison's dating advice I mean maybe it's gonna be like he's gonna talk about his divorce and like it could be advice for people going through divorces and then he could talk about how he's in a new relationship and then advice for people what if it's like a a memoir Without the Bachelor stuff. It's like Chris Harrison's life. Minus the huge chunk of his, like, the pinnacle of his career. Like, I'm not interested. Those are the chapters I skip in the memoirs. Like, when they talk about their growing up. I'm like, get to when you were on the show. Right, exactly. So we'll see. We will see, I guess. I don't know. Um, I mean, do we think he's going to issue another, like, it, are the names Rachel Lindsay, Rachel Kirkconnell, Matt James? I think in the first episode, yeah. You think yeah. that he's going to actually call them out by name and, like, either apologize. And, like, re-apologize. I think maybe. To me, that's my understanding of, like, what addressing it is. But that's why I'm like, well... You've already done that, so, like, what more can be said? He's like, yeah, but you guys didn't accept me when I first apologized, so... So I'm trying again, and it's like, okay, th- thank you. So I don't know. I'm here to hear... We'll I'm to here listen. to hear what he has to say. So... Yeah, I think the first episode will be juicy. Juicy down a few notches, though. Like, it's like, um... Yeah, I guess what's the word to, like... What's that? I don't know. I'm intrigued. Juicy, but what's that drink that's, like... A hint of watermelon, but it's like it doesn't really taste like watermelon. That's what I think it's gonna be. Well, some of them are called Hint. That's like one brand, but like a Lacroix. Lacroix, yeah, yeah. This is gonna be Lacroix. Like it's not gonna be juicy, but it's gonna no. taste fine. Like you're gonna want to take a sip, sure, but you're not gonna yeah. like chug it. And I'm not gonna buy a whole case. No. And should we trademark Just that? That's one, a really great analogy. One singular Lacroix. Okay. Okay. Moving on. So Nick discussed we talked about this a week or two ago about nick johnny and natalie all being in the same room together at the people's choice awards and nick talked about it on his podcast and he said some things that i thought were intriguing here is the first thing that he said about the whole situation because we discussed it and we were trying to figure out like with the comments and everything we're like what does it mean so i had like a car service waiting for me so i'm like johnny do you know how you're gonna get there he's like no i'm like well just ride with us Nice. So the three of us went there, and uh, we went back to my trailer. That's when we took... Like a little trio. The selfie. Yeah. And we were having some fun, and uh, then I posted it, 
and um the world went no wild internet exploded <laughs> and johnny's like uh, and then we got in the car and uh i'm like johnny you got to comment something good uh, well and then and then nally uh commented uh, still team, team victoria, victoria. <laughs> <laughs> well, well we were in the car with johnny and then I told Johnny he has to comment something good. And then he's like, uh, then he commented, I'm still not doing your podcast. Oh, and then wow. I, and then I replied, chicken shit. We're all in the car while this is happening. <laughs> I love together. it. I really wanted, I, what I really wanted to comment was, uh, like, this is all fake. You know, just to fuck yeah. with people. Yeah. Because, I mean, all, in all seriousness, like, it's just not that serious. Yeah. You know, I understand, obviously, there was definitely some hurt feelings between Victoria and Johnny. But I, I think people forget that like people can still be friends and move on yeah. and, and still like be cool. And this annoys me so much. Wait, I was getting my Nick anxiety that I get when he talks because he <laughs> oh, no. is loving himself. He's like, so yeah, I had a car service. Then I have my VIP trailer. Like he loves himself so much. It like literally makes my stomach turn. And like, it's not that serious. Well, that's news to me because it was very fucking serious on the show. And all of these podcast episodes where people are crying and, and throwing mm -hmm. serious allegations at one another, those were all serious. But now I feel like he's addicted to the social media attention. You know how it's like the dopamine hit that people mm -hmm. have like analyzed yeah. that people could be addicted to social media? I think Nick is like genuinely addicted that like he's like, let's just fuck with people because then I get so many likes. And I love it. Yeah, well, I'm, like, surprised that he would say out loud, this is all fake. Because, you know, like, we dissected this whole thing. I had said, you know, maybe maybe it is all fake. Maybe they are just fucking with us, whatever. But for him to say it out loud, it's like, dude, this is your livelihood. You are cashing in on the fact that millions of people think it's not all fake. And they're tuning into your podcast. It's just a weird thing. It's like, how cocky do you have to be to be, like, exposing the secrets of your industry like this the limit does know. not I exist i just didn't like it because he's cashing in on the fact that we're sitting over here analyzing with all of our listeners what does it mean and he's like yeah it's all fake we don't even fucking care i'm just like commenting shit blah, 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 blah. and his comments are kind of alluding to the fact that like johnny doesn't necessarily care that she's moved on with greg but like he does care i don't think that part's true I think the part that he's saying is fake is that, like, the commenting, them all sitting in the car together, like, writing back and forth to egg on the story. Yeah, I think what he's saying is fake is, like, him even having a problem with Johnny. Like, clearly, th that relationship between Johnny and Victoria was real, and feelings were very hurt on both sides. But I think Nick being able to just, like, be with Johnny and be cool, he's like, guys, it's, like, not that deep. He did say something else that I thought was very interesting about Johnny coming on his podcast and i want you to hear it there was never a feud and then we were just kind of i don't know we were, i i came in in the middle of the show the show had not the middle of the show the show had just started and then uh johnny had mentioned that you know his dms are kind of crazy right now and he had a bunch of people he's like it's like half the people like want me to come on your podcast <laughs> other people telling me not to do it and i said well as a friend, I don't think you should come on, <laughs> but I'd love to have you come on. Yeah, uh, you're welcome anytime. I, you know, I just said That's like you, you've already done two. You've already done two, and unless you have something new to say, and like you know, I just why would he tell Johnny not to go on his his podcast if not for wanting to further protect Victoria? Because in Nick's situation, if Nick is a neutral moderator, just a guy who hosts a podcast, Johnny going on his podcast would be 
cha-ching money in his pocket. Mm -hmm. So why would he say that unless he's like, no, Johnny, I think you need to like shut the fuck up now. Oh yeah, no one wants to hear from you. You've already done two. Like it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's like, no, Johnny has not said all that needs to be said. I still have questions. I would like Johnny to have another public platform to discuss these things after the Victoria and Greg interview. Because remember, all of Johnny's Mm -hmm. interviews were before the show had even aired on TV and seen the public reaction and before... Victoria and Greg spoke. I'd like to hear what Johnny has to say now. But Nick's like, nah, nah, nah. It's old. It's old. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, Nick. As a journalist, you can't you can't think of any questions you have for Johnny now because I I could think of ten off the top of my head. I have head. a million. Yeah. So it's just like it. It felt to me like he was trying to shut Johnny up. Ooh. Is he silencing him or was he silenced? <laughs> He's silencing him. Right? What other what other way can you interpret that? Because if Nick was truly neutral, he'd be like, yeah, dude, come on the podcast. So you're saying Nick's trying to protect Victoria? Yes. 100%. I agree. Yeah. We are very, like, you and me, parallels. We are on it today. We might as well yeah. be one brain. Exactly. Okay. Um, wait, no, I'm not done. I need to, I'm just, you know, flimming through my thoughts right now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, first and foremost, they said conflicting things about the See you next Tuesday thing. I want you to just say, like we've said, on the spot, Johnny, she said you went to therapy, the therapist said this. What is your response to mm-hmm. that? Right. None of this, like, editing out ABC bullshit. Like, tell us the real story. It's like when you want to catch a liar, so you put them both on the phone together. And like, okay, go ahead, talk. The truth will come right, out. Exactly. Truth and time tells all. So. Exactly. Thank you, Justin, Bobby. Thank you. Um, So, Johnny, come on our podcast. I mean, he will We are here to air your side of the story. Why won't he? Well... I guess he's still contract. He? All right. Because the contract? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Oh, well, in time. And I think or, ABC will for sure try to get him to go on Paradise again next year because he always want the person that, like, like Lace. Like, mm-hmm. you had a messy breakup. You got engaged on the show. Let's bring her back. Everyone likes to root for the person again. So I'm sure he'll go back. So I don't think we'll have Johnny <laughs> in the near future. Nick's really our only hope. Right. And he's literally saying, nah, I think it's good, dude. He's like, you I have too much to say. Money. Just stay home. Right. Like, literally said no one ever. Yeah. So dumb. So, it's very peculiar. And I'm sure Victoria's like, don't you dare have him. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not right. Johnny needs to speak now. So, Johnny, when you're ready and when ABC will let you, come talk to us. Yeah, we will not silence you. Moving on. I live by routines, especially my same-day delivery routine with Shipped. Because when Sunday rolls around, I'm not scared. I got my shopper on the way with all my favorites. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. So, wah, wah, Zach's, like, promo was revealed, and <sighs> it was fine. <laughs> I think that should be his mm-hmm. tagline. He'll be fine. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's, got, he's, he's okay, sure. Um, what, did you see it and what are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are, yes, I saw it and I don't care. Yes. He is so. Be nice. It's just like, 
I am being nice. Well, we'll see. <laughs> it's so crazy that like he has a professional production team and whole crew around, and they're, everyone's goal is to make him look like a desirable bachelor in this promo. Like this is his promo. They're playing up to his strengths. And I just like. No, they did a good job. Couldn't, but yeah, but I couldn't, nothing, I didn't see him differently in any way. I did. And I think people did. Really? I think the pairing with the, uh, I want someone to love me. I actually, yeah. again, gonna coming from a marketing perspective, great choice of song. Really thought that was cute. It ties in like something more like current, and it made him look cool. He's doing silly faces at the camera. It kind of like reminded me of like Britney Spears behind the music videos, like when she would like look at the camera Ugh. and make a silly face. Don't get me started on Britney. I know right we have now. to talk it's about a very in a touchy second. subject. But like I okay. feel like people were like, oh. Maybe he has a sense of humor. Maybe he has a personality. He'll be fine. Um, right, exactly. He'll be fine. So they released a poster. He's like, it looks like he's standing in a cornfield or something, but he looks mm -hmm. cute. He looks a lot better than I remember. And the caption is, uh, tis the season for Mr. Right Reasons. Now, I don't think that's his official tagline. And the only reason I'm saying this is because I know around the holidays, ABC likes to like release like holiday ones. So I don't mm -hmm. think, I think this is a like Christmas holiday season tagline. I don't think this is a, his official. If it's his official, I'm kind of wishy-washy. Because like, isn't that kind of implying that everyone else wasn't there for the right reasons? Like, tis the season for Mr. Right Reasons. What about like everyone else? Oh, see, I think Mr. Right Reasons is fine. I mean, I think it's a little, it's at least self-aware that like, yeah, you're right. Most people are not there for the right reasons. <laughs> it's the tis the season for me. Because this is going to be in January. That's what I'm saying. And the I holiday think this season is, is over. I think I'm is, like, I don't. This is his holiday one. They did it for yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. were like with Nick. They're like, old St. Nick. They do this. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, but I think the Mr. Right Reasons is fine. Yeah, okay. It's kind of funny to me that they're kind of like trying to brand him as like, this old good American Midwest like country boy. I'm like, when he's from Orange County, California, I don't know, with like the corn and fields in the background, it's like, he's not Chris Souls. He's not some like country boy farmer. Wait, speaking of. I feel like they don't know what Zach is. Zach is whatever you like make him to be. Once again, malleable. Malleable. Like, I was just, are you in my brain? This is weird. <laughs> Uh, speaking of crystals, you know that TikTok trend that's like, I put something in the glass. What glass? The little, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Got it. I closed the door. Which door? I think that we could do a trend with crystals, and it's like crystals explaining to us how corn works. Because <laughs> we like have, he could tell us for a half hour what he does for He's a living. Tried. And we yeah. still have no clue. So I think we should, um contact Chris and maybe do something and recreate that sound. Every time okay. I, every time I hear that sound, I think of it that like, that's really? You. That's you, the first thing that goes to your mind is this is Chris Souls explaining corn to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a problem with that? Um, no. Okay. He's like, I put the kernel in the ground. <laughs> what Which ground? ground? <laughs> the ground in Iowa. <laughs> Got it. And then there's sweet corn. What? Wait, which corn? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The corn that I put in the ground. What is wrong with you? That's good. Didn't he say there's sweet corn in a different corn? Yeah, I don't know. Because when we asked for corn, he was like, but do you want sweet corn? I'm like, I thought that was the only corn. And then he said something about blue corn, and then he's going to ship it, but then, like, you have to worry about oh, shipping yeah. time. Blue corn would be cool. But then he's also the HR manager. He wears right. several hats. We should get him on again. He's a business owner. Maybe he'll call right now. Yeah. As Chris does. 
Okay, moving on. Um, last week we did a pop culture ramble, and this week we're not gonna do that, but we do want to talk about one story, non bachelor related, that I think has been getting a lot of attention. I'm, as of right now, on December twenty first, very, 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 very concerned about Britney Spears, and I think it has been made very clear that she is not free, and we don't know if that is because there is something medical going on with her or mentally going on with her or if like the people that are in her life are still controlling her but I'm very concerned have you followed any of this at all I'm like deep in Britney's not free TikTok okay I it comes up I watch for a like a minute or two but I don't think anyone has sold me on it yet because they're like one video is her ex showing up to her wedding and he's like, where's Britney? Where's Britney? But they're setting up the wedding and then someone's comment is like, what bride is just dilly-dallying around at the venue the day of her wedding? She's not there. She's getting ready. But the video is supposed to be like, this was a fake wedding. She wasn't even there. But that's, Mm -hmm. but it's during the day. Like they're just, it's people setting up for the wedding. Why would Britney be there? I just feel like nothing has sold me I do think it's weird, like, where the fuck is she? She said she was going to New York and then no paparazzi has taken any photos of her publicly. That's weird. But other than that, no one has sold me on this conspiracy theory that, like, she's being held against her will. Well, so a couple things. Regarding the wedding, so I don't, so they had the literal wedding, but then when they filed to literally get married, they filed it in a certain, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but in the state of California, you can have a certain type of marriage where one person doesn't have to literally be there to like sign the marriage documents. And they have that. Brittany literally wasn't there when they legally got married. So that's one thing. And then two, have you seen all the videos of like, all these things of her dancing and stuff, but like it's like glitchy because people think she's in front of a green screen. I, I guess I have seen it, but again, I watch it over and over. They slow it down. I'm like, show me where it's glitching. I, I just don't think. Yeah. I just don't think anyone sold me. If you see a TikTok and you think it sells you on the fact that something's going on, send it to me because there's a lot. So like, I think people were at first seeing like this marriage stuff and things are really sketchy about the marriage and the fact that like the most famous people at the wedding, like Drew Barrymore, Paris Hilton, Selena Gomez, all immediately went to the late night circuit to then push the narrative of the wedding. But like, so that the whole thing is very strange. And combined with all the green screen stuff, people are like, where the fuck is she? Like, is she okay? Like, is this woman alive? Like, this is all old footage. Her husband also too posted like a video for her birthday but it's all him getting everything ready for her birthday and at the very end it's like here you go and she's like thank you so much baby okay, that, I love you that, I thank saw that you. and, that and it weird. sounds like I'm like that's, that's not weird. her voice that's not Britney where the fuck is she so no one had literally seen her and people were like is this woman taken somewhere and then um Perez Hilton a few days ago posted a TikTok that was like, I talked to someone in the industry who is my friend and they told me what's going on with Britney and like I believe my friend and it's bad, but he said he's not going to say anything because putting it out there would actually be more harmful to Britney than good. And Dumois confirmed the same story. What? So now it's people are like, what the actual fuck? But legally, I mean, she was legally released from her conservatorship. So like she has to be like, what, kidnapped? She can't be held legally against her will anymore. You can hold anyone against their will because it's against their will. Like if someone's like, <laughs> like you just take them. You know what I mean? Like people get kidnapped all the time and that, they're not in a conservatorship. Like I it's guess, just. How are they? Be- like I feel like with the conservatorship, they, her team benefited because she still had to perform. They were still making money off of her. Mm-hmm. They were kind of like using her to work. So then they all got money. Yeah. 
if she's literally being held captive, she's not working. Right, but she still has so much money. There's still like an estate that is Britney Spears, millions and millions of dollars that people can benefit off of. Going back to the wedding and the, the famous girls that were at the wedding, I don't think Paris Hilton would lie to me. I do. Sorry. No offense. I do think she would lie to you. I don't think you. she would stand there. Because they're saying that Britney wasn't even there. And all those famous people stood around nobody and looked at nobody and, and made like kissy faces and smiles. I'm like, Paris wouldn't do that to me. She wouldn't lie. And Paris was like genuinely besties with her. She'd be like, where's my best friend? Why are we pretending to post? You're putting a lot of faith in Miss Paris Hilton. I don't know if we can assume that. And I don't even I don't even know if I'm subscribing to the theory that she literally wasn't at the wedding. I just think like the whole wedding itself is sketchy. And a lot of the pictures are not like official. Like none of the pictures look nice. It's literally just like her in the dress with her husband with like shit in the background. It's like people were debating that the pictures from the wedding were not necessarily from the wedding day. They were from the day she went to try on the dress with Donatella Versace. This, this is making me, this is making me scared now. <laughs> it hurts my head. No, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's crazy. And there's a lot of theories rolling around. Um, some of them are like really out there. Some of them are a little bit more reasonable. Like maybe she just mentally is unwell because she's been through a lot of trauma and she's trying to get help for it and obviously like doesn't want people to know that because then people would want to put her back in the conservatorship if she, but it's like understandable that she would mentally not be okay after all of that stuff. Um, so I don't know. After hearing from Perez, the fact that he's like, I'm not going to say anything because it would be more harmful to Britney for people to know this that's why I'm like maybe she really just is like unwell herself and she's trying to get help and so she doesn't want people to know where she is maybe and just confirming that guys, to me makes we're the most like sense. literally talking about conspiracy theories that we have zero information on we're not saying yeah. anything is true or not we're just mm-hmm. speculating and talking about it I'm just a girl scrolling tiktok this is what the people are saying mm. but um if you get into a deep hole like it goes Really dark, really quickly. It's crazy the theories people have out there. Although Perez Hilton was saying a lot of the theories or almost all the theories are not tr- are like not what it is. So that's why I'm like maybe the answer is more simple that she's just trying to like get help for herself. Yeah, what if yeah. she's in like a some type of rehab and they don't want to publicly announce that? So right. instead they're doing this to But cover- then they're going to keep posting fake videos of her. So that <laughs> yeah, that's weird. It's just like the whole thing's weird. And then she posted on her own birthday the whole thing. Oh, with Jamie. She did a whole post towards Jamie Lynn. I'm like, yeah, that's what? weird. All of it's weird. That's the thing where it's just like no one really knows what's going on. What's weird is that they could just if this is all not true, Britney could just go live on Instagram and be like, "Guys, I'm right here. Like it's not true." Look where I am and like what Right, exactly. She could go live and be like, hey, like, thank you for worrying about me. Mm. I'm just like going through something right now, but I'm taking care of myself. I'm getting the help I need. Like, mm. thank you, love you. But she but she hasn't. She doesn't fucking go live. No one has seen her. It's weird that she said that she was going to New York and then no one sees her in New York. Well, I don't th- I think that was just a lie. She wasn't going to New York. When was the last time you saw Britney anywhere besides her living room? Like I I, I right. she's never walking outside. Ever. No, sometimes she'll post on her Instagram about like being in Hawaii or something. Or as of right now, she's saying she's in Mexico. But no one knows. So yeah, I don't know. And obviously like it's impossible to watch and read every single possible theory. But I just like, 
it doesn't feel good. And Brittany posted as recently as last night, and it's like what she posts. What she's posting. She posted. Go to her Instagram. She posted three different things, but they're all just they're eerie. So the last thing she posted, it's like a weird video of her like this. It's basically you can see she's naked, but you can see from like her neck up, and. The caption is, I'm marking my eyes. I've changed my name to Brooklyn. This is before I got wet in the shower. And then the next one is just like her with a hat in the shower. And then she, this was her in the shower with water on her. And she's like, I'm posting these from Mexico. Honestly, I have no idea why, but I can see better. I was in the shower for two hours, but we can't reveal our bodies now. There's something about shooting in water. Wanted to see my eyes. Okay. These look, these sound like someone that's unwell. Right, but it's like, is it her posting? Is it someone else posting, trying to make us think that she's unwell? And then she posted this video of her dancing in Mexico, quote-unquote, but it's so dark you can't even see if it's literally her. And then all the other photos of her literal face, you can't see where she is. She's saying she's in Mexico. Can you please read the next Mm -hmm. one? I just read it. The caption. Instagram doesn't like posts of people revealing their bodies anymore, so here's a selfie of me in Mexico. Mom and Dad, I crossed the border and I made it. After no coffee for 15 years. Mom, we can go have coffee together now. I'm treated as an equal. Let's have coffee and talk about it. Right. Like, what what the fuck does that mean? I mean, it seems like it's a post reaching out to her mom, being like, hey, Mom, some time has passed. I'm ready to talk to you about all the shit that's gone on. So here's a selfie of me in the shower to get your attention. Just call your mom. I feel like this she this is someone that's unwell. This is actually, is this not giving you, like, I don't know if this is, I don't want to be insensitive, but this is reminding me of when the media was following Amanda Bynes' every move and every last. Yes, no, people are, a lot okay. of people are comparing well, it to Well, every Amanda last Bynes. tweet Amanda wrote, and she had, like, this, like, endless stream of consciousness thoughts like I haven't had coffee and we're gonna do this and these are my eyes in the shower and I'm really hot I'm standing here Mm -hmm. for two like it's like random thoughts this feels like someone needs to intervene okay these posts scream less I'm being held captive and scream more I I need I need help I need someone to intervene and help me I don't think she's being held against her will the question though is like is this her posting it because she needs help or is this someone else posting it because they want us to believe that she is unwell and she needed the conservatorship? And the only other thing that I would point to to argue against that is that when she testified to become free and said that whole, she testified for like 20 minutes and explained the whole situation, no one has ever seen a more like lucid, has her shit together, is a smart functioning human than then. She literally was like, ma'am, I am good at my fucking job. I was teaching dancers dances. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Like, I'm a grown-ass woman. I can, like, no one was letting me leave my house to get my nails done. Like, all these things, like... Oh, my God, that makes me really upset because that's a really good point that they can make these crazy-ass captions. They say, Brittany, here, pose in the shower. They take the photos, and then they go and take her phone. They're posting about Jamie Lynn, so everyone's like, wait, what the fuck is in her head? Like, she's going crazy. (gasps) But when she testified, which is, like, one of the few times people had, like, seen her, the recording, like, listen to that testimony. You can tell she's definitely really nervous, and she's talking fast, but she is fucking lucid and on it. She is making perfect sense. And it's like, ma'am, like, what I've been through is absolutely insane. Like, 
they're forcing me to do this. They're forcing me to take drugs. They're forcing me to be in therapy that I don't even believe in. They're forced, like, I, they were telling me because of the pandemic that everything was closed and they wouldn't let me go out to, like, do things for myself, like get my nails done or get a massage or something. And then I'd see the cleaning ladies come into my house with their nails done. So she's like, what the actual fuck, guys? Like, the nail salon's open. When she was testifying, did she say anything about social media? Um, I would have to, I don't remember. I, not that I remember, but she could have. It was. It's a long, like, 20, 25-minute thing. Because People questioned when, like, this was back when she was, like, posting those dancing videos, the spinning videos, Mm -hmm. and people thought someone was making her do that. Right. So, like, if she said anything about social media, I'd be interested to hear, like, if it could somehow connect to this. Like, oh, they would take my phone. I didn't even run my own social media. They would post whatever they wanted. Pictures of me from my phone would just end up on social media. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she really said that. I do know, though, when... In the beginning of the Free Britney movement, when everyone was like, wait, we haven't seen her in a long time. Like, this conservatorship is still going on. Like, is she okay? Where is she? She then would post on her Instagram and be like, hey, I know you guys are worried about me, but, like, don't worry. I'm fine. I'm happy. And she wasn't. She was still in the conservatorship miserable. So, like, there's a history of her posting things that she's not in control of posting. At times... I, I just learned this on TikTok, but the sign for when you're, like, kidnapped and you need help and they make you make a video is you put your hand in fists... And in those videos, her hands and fucking fists. It's scary. This one, like, I'm not well about this. Like, this is all really scary and dark, and I just need to know what's going on. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you definitely sold me that something's going on more than what yes. I thought before. And they turned off her comments on all the things she's posted recently. Because people were in the comments being like, Brittany, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? But if she doesn't have access to her phone, why the fuck, like... Why? Because I, th- I think it just fuels the narrative, right? Like, because I didn't know something was going on until I read the comments, and I'm like, wait, is she okay? Like, mm-hmm. the theory, what people are saying on TikTok is we should get, like, something trending that's so crazy that, like, they have to address it. Like, literally get R.I.P. Britney Spears trending so that they have to be like, guys, she's alive, and fucking prove it, you know? So if you want to help, I guess. No, I-, I feel really, like, that's, like, super morbid. I feel No, I, it is. It is. It is icky. It is. I mean, that's just factually what it is. All right. And I hope she's okay, and I hope she knows that there's people out there that love her and support her, and ugh. I could go in a hole about this for literally hours. Last night, that's all I was doing was watching TikToks about this. I'll have to go look. You have to. Um, Okay, well, I think this was a successful good ramble. (laughs) All right, let's be honest. The most important person on your holiday list is your dog. And if you're doing last minute holiday shopping for your dog, I strongly consider checking out Embark DNA. So Embark allows dog owners to learn more about their dog's health and their breed mix with the highest rated DNA test on the planet. So up top, we just like to thank EmbarkVet.com for supporting She's All Batch. And we really want our listeners that have a dog and want to check this out to go to EmbarkVet.com. Using code She's All Batch will get you free shipping and save $65. Which is a lot of money, low-key. That's actually a huge savings with our code. But yeah, so I've told you guys about Embark before because I have a dog named Holly and I'm obsessed with her and she's the cutest, most sweetest dog in the world. And she is just 
always so nice to me. So I'm like, I should mm-hmm. be nice to her back and do this DNA test to figure out if there's a way that I can help her more. Because like I said, guys, the DNA test screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across 350 breeds. So my dog Holly is a purebred cavalier. So I wasn't really interested in her breed makeup, but we found some information um, about her health genetics that was actually incredibly helpful and helps us kind of look out for signs of a disease that she is genetically predisposed to. So we will know now if we start seeing signs immediately what to do and step in, which otherwise without Embark DNA test, we would not have had that. And I know you're saying that you don't have an interest in the breed test because you know she's 100% Cavalier, but my family dog, my sister, true story, like lost the paperwork when we got him and we never knew fully what he was. Like he was a black lab, but like he was so husky in the snow, would like look like a wolf in the snow. And I always would have, I mean, he's no longer alive. R.I.P. Mickey. But Uh I would have loved to know like exactly what his full breed mix was. So that's a really cool thing that they offer there as well. Totally. It's fun, especially if you do have a rescue dog and you have no clue what sort of combinations could be within your dog. I think it's just like interesting and fun to see. And you can probably better train and like be with your dog if you know like what their background is. But also another fun thing they do is they have a relative finder with the DNA test. You will have the ability to kind of find other relatives for your dog around the country, which I just think is so cute and fun. Wouldn't that be like a fun little play date if Holly could find a brother or a sister? I would love it. No, that would be amazing. And I think it's so cute. It's like, oh, we have the day with Holly's sister today. Yeah. Can't make plans with anyone else. Good way to make friends for yourself too. This is why we love EmbarkVet.com because 72% of pup parents are puzzled when it comes to their dog's breed. And I think it's about time to end these guessing games, don't you think? I think so, for sure. So this holiday season, give the dog lover in your life something they won't expect. Or give yourself, honestly, the Mm -hmm. gift that you will love, the chance to decode your dog. It's the perfect time to shop for an Embark dog DNA test. Right now, Embark has a limited time offer on their breed and health kit and their purebred kit for She's All Batch listeners. So you can go to EmbarkVet.com, promo code She's All Batch, save $65, get free shipping, and learn about that dog of yours. Yeah, your dog will be so happy. All right, guys, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. You know the drill. That's when you guys send in your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. Let's read some. So this one came in last week when Mikey Planeta's interview was live. Jackie did a lovely job chatting with Mikey. This person writes, in honor of Mikey being the guest on today's podcast, I'm resubmitting my Bachelor Encounter. So I guess I missed it the first time around, (laughs) sorry. Last year I was at work, a resort in Destin, Florida, and was walking to the bathroom. I walked past these two handsome tall men, and as I passed them, I think, wait a second, they look familiar. I turned around and I'm instantly convinced this is Mikey P and Andrew Spencer, but couldn't be certain because they were headed to the gym, so their backs were turned. I freaked out and told my coworker who also watches The Bachelor, and she's like, just walk into the gym. Great idea. Like, why just follow them? Groundbreaking. As I exit the office and head towards the gym, Mikey is right there on the phone, and I am starstruck. He politely smiles and hangs up. Like, hopefully the conversation was done. He then says, let me grab Andrew. I was in shock. They offered to take a photo with me. They were so sweet and so handsome. I just couldn't believe that happened to me at my job. I had just listened to a Game of Roses episode seconds before this encounter. And hopefully you also listened to a She's All Batch episode as well. I love double whammy Bachelor encounters. When you think you're just getting one. And then you get two. I know. Um, And 
after meeting Mikey last week, like this does not surprise me at all that they were so nice and kind and willing to take pictures with you. Um, Mikey could not have been nicer. I'm obsessed with him now. And quite frankly, like I didn't know what to expect. Like I remembered him from Katie's season and whatever. But you know, when you, I think back of Katie's season, I don't immediately think of Mikey. I'm like, oh, there's so many other people. But he, I'm obsessed with him now. He's so sweet. He's such a little gem. Love him. I want to know who he's on the phone with and did he just like hang up on them a la Lauren hanging up on Heidi when she gets the job at Bolt House or like was the conversation over? I'm sure the conversation was over. He would never hang up on someone. He's too polite. No. This next one's about Colton and (gasps) we in it over a year of doing this, I don't think we've ever gotten one about Colton. No, not that I can think of. Okay. Hi, Stephanie. I had my first bachelor encounter ever and was so excited to send this to you guys. I went to a small event in Vegas where Louis Capaldi was going to sing a few songs. The songs he ended up singing were just ended up being his top three hits, in case you were wondering. I was. Thank you. Oh, when he started singing, I noticed a big group came in on the side door to a more private area. I kept listening to the first song, which was a romantic song, and two people from the group got all the way to the front and started dancing while hugging. That's when I noticed it was Colton. And Underwood. Him and his fiance looked so happy and in love dancing and kissing. After Lewis was done with his three songs, my husband encouraged me to go and ask for a picture. I was so nervous, but a group closer to them asked him first. So I just joined in and felt less <laughs> awkward. Did you get Wait, in the he, stranger's picture? Yeah, they got in the picture with other people. I don't know. That's weird. I totally forgot what type of small talk we had, but he was super nice and extremely good looking. Here's a pic for proof. Not like I needed it. I believe this story, you got lots of detail. Yeah, but I want to see if she's um, there with the other people or if it's just her and Colton. So the, the picture is just her and Colton. He's okay. wearing a button-up, like, V-neck silky shirt. Ooh. He looks very handsome. I don't see any other person, like, crowd around them. So I think she was able to steal him away. She could steal him for a second. Good. So that was good that she did that. Love your guys' podcast and hope I get more encounters to share. Me too. Yeah, me too. Well, that's such a good one for your first encounter. Um, you know, Colton has had quite a journey and I'm happy that he's happy. It seems that he's doing really well now. Good for him. This next one is about Bob Guinea. I mean, who is even I, even I haven't watched Bob Guinea's season. He's like a, a lead from literally 2004. Love. Okay. He's super cute. My mom, aunt, cousin, and I went to the Deal or No Deal show, and the host was Bob Guinea. What? No, he's not. I guess this is like... Maybe it was like a guest host situation? Yeah. He was a great host. A guy in the audience was yelling rude things at the contestant on stage, and Bob called him out and got security to kick him out. After the show, as we were leaving, he was walking by, and we stopped him to tell him how great he did, and we asked for a picture, and he was very sweet about it. That's so cool. I like that he, he stood up for the, um, the bullied guy. What bullied guy? The guy that was getting bullied by the, the contestant. The bullied guy. I the guy that was like, getting bullied. What is this story? I feel like I heard a different story. <laughs> <laughs> I heard someone took a picture, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you were just dazed off in the beginning Sorry, of the story. I blacked out. What happened? Tell me. Again. A guy in the audience was yelling rude things at the contestant on stage. Oh. And Bob got him kicked out. So he was protecting... The guy who was bullied. And then they took a picture. Then they took a picture later. Oh, okay. It's just after Missed yeah. that beginning part. Um, good for him. <laughs> There's no room for that in a live taping of no. a show. Come on. Is Bob Guinea the new Howie Mandel? Because someone didn't send me that memo. <laughs> I think definitely not. Okay, because it's the last episode of the season, I'm going to do it 
a fourth one. We usually cut it off at three. Okay. Hi, I wanted to give you one of my only bachelor encounters. I went to a concert at Coors Field in Denver in 2018. It was Morgan Wallen, John Party, and Luke Bryan. It was amazing. That's the concert lineup. Mm -hmm. Anywho's, I was walking back to my seat after grabbing a couple more beverages and I ran into Lace, AKA Luce, and her then serious boyfriend. Do you remember him? They dated for a while. I don't remember him. No. I mean, if he wasn't public on the show, but that's I don't okay. remember him. Lace looked a little drunk and he looked pissed. Then <laughs> months later, Lace announced that she was not drinking anymore while they dated. These two called it quits months after that and she started to show drinks on her Insta again. I was always so curious if she chose to quit drinking to kind of appease him and these actions kind of made me think that was the case. I mean, seems like it. Obviously, like, we'll never know, but two plus two is equaling four. I guess it does, but you know what? I think Lace has matured quite a bit over the years, and if she wants to have a drink, girlfriend can have a drink. Yeah, she drank on Paradise, and maybe, like, right? Maybe they decided as a couple we just don't want to drink anymore, and then she's no longer with him, so she wants to again. True. To each their own. Should we do a fifth? Wow, let's be crazy. Let's do a fifth. You know, I'm just like... In the holiday spirit of giving. Yeah, you really are in the holiday spirit this year. Okay, so on a recent episode, you guys were talking about Ben F. and his wine. That was a bachelor encounter Mm -hmm. when he did the wine signing. I remembered this little tidbit. It's not that juicy, but still. So his aunt, maybe his great aunt, (laughs) is my grandmother's best friend. Wait, what? Thank you. Okay, well, hold on. I'm trying to do, like, the family tree in my head. Okay, (laughs) got it. Thank you for explaining that. One time she was at my grandma's house when I was, and I was watching a later season, and she talked about how her nephew, or her great nephew, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't remember, was on it, and the whole family was less than enthused about the mess he made and how he made himself look so bad. His aunt, whatever she is, is also the judgiest woman I have ever met. That could have just been her opinion and not the opinion of the whole fam. Got it. Ooh, a judgy (laughs) aunt or great aunt. (laughs) Good to know that those genes are in Ben's family. Guys, you you heard it here first. Ben (laughs) F. has a judgy aunt or great aunt. Yeah, that's going to be all over us weekly (laughs) tomorrow because that's groundbreaking information. No, this is a good one, though. It's it's funny. Thank you for submitting it. I love that. Gave us a little chuckle. I love that, like, you're at your grandma's house watching The Bachelor, and she's like, oh, by the way, my great nephew was The Bachelor. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. What are the odds? I know. And then to talk about it so negatively. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? She's probably the great aunt, which means she's further removed from the family, right? Doesn't a great aunt mean that? Well, it means, like, it's his parents' aunt, if it's your great aunt. Oh. Hmm. So it's like your grandma's sister is your great aunt. But I assume you would be closer to your aunt versus your great aunt. No, totally. I think in most families, yes. I actually have a great aunt who never got married or had any kids, so we kind of treat her like a second grandma, but I don't think that's the norm. I think that normally, like, everyone branches out to their separate, like, grandchildren trees, you know? Is Is she judgy, your great aunt? Um, like kind of, yeah. She used to oh be. Oh my god. She used to Weird. be, but now she's like too old, so she has dementia. So now she's not judgy at all. Aww. She's really nice because she forgets. It's hard. I'm sorry. It's fine. Um. Okay. Well, those are all the <laughs> bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you want more bachelor encounters, guess the fuck what? You could sign up for Patreon because in the beginning of January we're dropping a Patreon episode all about bachelor encounters. It's a whole segment. Yeah. I wanted to give you a little taste of like a lengthier bachelor encounter segment here. But this is nothing compared to the episode. Nothing. It pales in comparison. 
so pale, needs a tan. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I know you guys are probably heartbroken when you heard in the beginning of the episode that we said this is our last episode of 2022. However, it is not our, it, that's a lie. It's not our last episode of mm-hmm. 2022. We lied to you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. But it's our last episode on the She's All Batch podcast. We are releasing more content on the She's All Batch Patreon. So that is conveniently being dropped on the week that we are not going to be releasing a regular podcast. Yeah, so if you are really missing us next week and you're like, oh my god, I just need to hear Jackie and Stephanie speak to each other and I need to osmosis and feel like they're speaking to me, you can check out our Patreon. We're going to have a superlatives episode, which is really fun. It's most cringiest moments of 2022. It's the best moments of 2022. It's the favorite peoples of 2022. Least favorite. Did we do least favorite? Probably not, because we're trying to be nice but um all the different things yeah breakups feuds best feuds of 2022 so there's a lot in there living some of the those crazy juicy moments that we talked about during the year so Mm -hmm. it's a really fun one yeah and also if you're joining for the first time then you can go back and listen to all of our other amazing things so that'll get you through the week like that i hope so like christmas break week i think when you have like aunt sheila staying with you and you're like i need to go in the other room exactly no i totally know so Check that out, guys. And, like, sign up for a month and see how you feel. Like, if in, <laughs> if in a month you feel. you feel, it's, like, see how you feel. Like, your acne will clear up. You're going to sit up a little bit straighter. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to lose five pounds. Yeah. Like, there, a lot of things are going to happen in your life when you sign up for the She's All Batch podcast. And yeah. if you don't like it, unsubscribe. cancel in a month. But I think give it a shot. Let us get you through the holiday season. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, it's I a good New it. Year's resolution. New year, new you. And the new you is someone who is a member of the She's All Batch Patreon. I think that's a good resolution because it's like, I'm going to do something for myself. I'm going to do something that makes yeah, me happy. That's true. And so often I'm like, oh, I can't do that. I don't want to spend money on this or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to make myself happy. Treating yourself this year. Okay, guys, if you told me in the beginning of this year that we'd be rounding out 2022 with Blake Moynes as our guest, I probably wouldn't have believed you, but I'm pretty happy to say that we have Blake Moynes as our final guest of 2022. Thank you for coming on, Blake. Thanks for having me. excited to having you. Let's just dive on in. What do we say? Sure. You are one of the few people in Bachelor Nation to have done two seasons. My biggest question is, how did that go about coming back? Like, do they approach you? Did you ask? Like, what was that situation? Um, So it was as soon as, so I was anticipating why I was planning to go to Paradise. The paperwork was done. All that was already set up. Instead of Katie's season? Yes. Then as soon as Katie was announced as a bachelorette, that's when I called them because I wanted to go to meet her. So when I made the switch, I called to pursue her. Wow, I didn't know that. That's interesting. So they were like, jackpot. We love a no, mid-season I, entrance. Yeah, surprisingly, um, it took a lot of actual back and forth because I the, the season prior, um, you saw what happened, I think, with Heather and how it was kind of yeah. a disaster and that didn't. And mm-hmm. we're very, they were looking out for her and her best interest. They were very... Um, I would say concerned, but they wanted to make sure that I was going on there for truly, you know, to meet her and be serious about that, to, to be serious about meeting her. And it wasn't just about, you know, being a stunt. Um, and so we had a lot of back and forth and I really talked to them as to why um, I thought we would be a great fit and why we hit it off and what I really liked about her. 
and um finally it, it it ended up happening and i ended up going there and i wasn't necessarily wrong in my thoughts but just long term in real life not so much was there any reason why you came mid-season though versus the beginning that's what i was gonna ask too yeah so i i actually was there um for the start i just wasn't necessarily able to get on as early as i would like because of quarantine or because choice? of them? <laughs> because it was very last minute. As soon as she was announced, it was pretty last minute. So we had to get the paperwork together and all that stuff to make that happen. And so there's the, also the quarantine process that it didn't allow me to get on as early as I had liked. Um, but I basically was on as soon as I could potentially get on. And why did you think she was going to paradise? Did you guys speak? Well, she hadn't been announced yet. So um, at that point... I was going to paradise assuming she was, but there was rumors, right? Like she was potentially going to be the bachelorette and there was a couple others in that, in that pool. And um, I reached out to kind of just see what, like if she would give me any sign as to what she was going to be. And she didn't, she didn't say yes or no to anything. It was just a very fluff answer. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not, I have no idea what's going to go on here. I'm going to go to paradise. And then as soon as she was announced was when I made the call to. to wow. Play. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. What about Katie that you saw on Matt's season made you think that you guys would be so compatible that you would be willing to risk going to paradise to go pursue her? Yeah, it wasn't necessarily what I saw on on his season. Um, I liked what she was about in a couple with a couple like instances on that on that season, but I was at I was her social media that got me. Um mm-hmm. oh, interesting. She was just um different out there, her humor. Um I can be vulgar and she can definitely be vulgar. And so I thought we'd, we'd connect on a lot of those fronts. Um, and yeah, I just thought she was really cute. So I just, yeah, she is. Yeah, that was, that's what I based on. On Katie's season, you did an infamous X-rated painting. There's yeah. been speculation of what this painting was. And I, I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Can mm-hmm. you confirm what the X-rated painting was on the group date? Yeah. That, um, yeah it was a I I mean on the on the episode episode, I called it the seeds of life but um yeah it was exactly yeah it was I'll say it was it semen splatter yeah yeah yes it wasn't real artistic it was no it was not real it was not Ah, okay oh my god I didn't know imagine no imagine that would be really like an act of love yeah act of love for sure definitely that was a hard one to 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 flip around and talk about in front of everybody who persuaded you to do that or did you do that all on your own well it was uh I had already kind of had that image of like because the last the last year (laughs) the last year I did the you know the clay uh sculpture of the penis oh yeah yeah so listen I was like hey I'm gonna have fun with this I I'm very loose easygoing chill and so a lot of people play it safe yeah have fun with this and so that's why I went that route um and because it's her she appreciated she was laughing and after she's like that was actually so jokes I'm like there's no jokes is that a cool thing kids say now yeah there's not a lot of there's not like there's not a lot of people that I think that could appreciate or pull that off Tasha didn't really like that the the the, the season prior right so that's yeah well, did you connect with Tasha? I know you had some connection with Claire. Like, what was your take on when Claire left for Tasha? Because we actually interviewed Jason Foster as well, and he had his whole side. And we feel like the only other person besides Jason was you that was really connecting with Claire at that time, at least. 
Yeah, it definitely felt like that too. And that's why Jason and I connected um, on that season, why we still, still stay in touch because we kind of felt we were in the same place in some way with mm-hmm. that. We, we kind of got blindsided with that. Um, that, 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 whole, that whole season was so crazy, just one thing after another. Um, how do I connect with Tasha? Uh, it took a long time. The first conversation I had with her was I was very, very upfront just to like, listen, I came on here very headstrong for Claire. And so um, the way that she kind of let us down, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm open to meeting you, but it's going to take a little bit. And Tasha's mm-hmm. like, we don't really have time. And I'm like, fair enough, but there's no other way around this. So mm-hmm. like, I can't just mentally make the switch in the flip. So we got along great and it was really, really fun along the way, but it never felt like it was able to get to the serious enough point right before home to her hometowns where it didn't really make sense, but I was convincing myself, like, just give me that last little shot and then maybe we'll see. Right. But no, not, not. The- Did you see the little smidgen of comedy that Tasha was the one to help you choose rings? Because I thought that was hilarious that uh, out of, they couldn't send Caitlin in to help you. They had to send the girl you previously dated. Like, did you I've- think that was funny? <laughs> Um, you know what the thing was is so there's a bunch edited out where uh, Tasha and I had a bunch of different little uh, conversations along the way up until that point. Okay, so we had connected a bunch throughout that season that didn't that she was very supportive of me along the way and asked a lot of questions. We had a lot of sit down things that just never made it into the show, but she was very involved in in um, basically that whole process and mentoring yeah so by the end it just looked like why was she coming at the end where was she all the way but she was she was involved in that process in that season a lot with just being supportive and but also down breathing down my neck too with some of the decisions I made and stuff too just never made into the season oh I that you guys were able to have a little rapport it's not because I was going to ask if that was weird for you um going from like her season to then being on Katie's season but she's still there yeah, and I think the other part of that too is um, I mean, it would have been uh, so Zach and I were super close, and so that whole relationship alone, like it was just kind of like, hey, this is one of my good buddies, you know, like it, it was so not what you think it would have been, you know what I mean? Like it just mm-hmm. he became the focal point, the priority. So that relationship very much just settled into how it was as a very just cordial, cool friendship that I had mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. Did. You admitted to reaching out to Claire before the show, which I thought you won my heart when I thought that was really sweet that you did that. Did you ever reach out to Claire after the show when her and Blake, uh, her and Dale broke it off? No, Um, no. I mean, everyone connects kind of after we had chatted after, but it was more about. um, I think she didn't necessarily love how things went for her on that season and maybe how things looked and stuff so there was a, like not such apologies but I think more explanations because I I think that she felt like she left the uh, uh left um not left <laughs> um let 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 people down left people down that's what I thought you were gonna say <laughs> <laughs> sorry you should have popped in earlier there sorry. Um, <laughs> and so no we just had conversations kind of after but it was not in the terms of and she was still with Dale and Dale was actually in the room with some of those conversations but um, oh well yeah just about you know how crazy that season was I felt like she felt bad about how things went so I I think she just wanted to reach out to some of the guys that maybe were affected by that a little bit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they kind of made a big deal of the fact that you did reach out to her prior which I feel like to me in this day and age is so crazy we're 
Did you know of other guys that had reached out to her or was it really just you? Cause I just find it so hard to believe that you were the only person yeah. who was doing that. Um, I don't, from, from my understanding, I have not heard of anyone else that did that. And I know that when I was on that season that, um, started to get out, get out to some of the guys. And I think some mm-hmm. of the guys were like, well, you know, no one else did that. Like what? But I was like, I don't have to tell you, like, there There's was no a, rules in love. Like, it was like, I don't know. I, I, it was three months of waiting around and she was going through shit and she was publicly putting it out there. And so I was just like, Hey, well, she's probably going through it mentally. She's a bad She's going on the show. Her mom's not doing well. So it was just a, I don't know. I always have felt bad for Claire. And like when she was announced as the bachelorette, I'm like, finally, she's going to get like, she deserves this. She's been through so much. And then it's like the pandemic. And I'm like, this would happen to Claire versus any other bachelorette who gets put up on this pedestal. She has to just sit and wait. And yeah, justice for Claire. Yeah. I mean, she looks super happy now. I see all of her posts. Yeah. And um, it looks like everything happened for a reason. And she's through a ton, but I feel like things have finally, um, went her way for once it feels like and in a great way so good for her totally you mentioned that she didn't necessarily like how things went on the show there she recently spoke out on Caitlin Bristow's podcast saying that it, alluding to the fact that it, it may have been planned all along that they were going to push her out and bring Tasha in Do you, is, I know you probably don't know for sure but like how did it feel to you um it's really I, I really I don't know. I mean, when you're there, you, I mean, it was very clear how now looking back and watching it. Cause when I was on the show, I remember being like, there's no way she's leaving with this guy in eight days or whatever it was, two weeks. Um, but looking back, I'm like, she was very, very into him. Um, so I, I really, you know, I, do, <laughs> I really don't know. Um, well, she didn't even really allude it. She literally said Tasha could, because Tasha came out the day after she left, but there was a quarantine period. So Tasha was clearly there for at least two weeks before and so that would have been literally when claire started the season they had tasha there yeah i mean there could have definitely been an anticipation period of like seeing how Mm -hmm. excited this was and it's like how do we make a season out of this do we get someone here saying i i really don't know i can see fully how you could think either way i don't Mm -hmm. know though and it's a good a good question because i really don't know Mm. right we're keeping the Katie questions to a minimum because I know we talked about this, but the after the final rose with Greg was like a really heated moment. Looking back now, do you think that she was maybe playing up her anger towards him to protect you? Because people looked at the situation like she was building it up to be something that it wasn't there. Um, I know that she was certainly upset with him. Um and I didn't, I wasn't necessarily anticipating um, it going, listen, she's very headstrong and she was not happy about that whole situation. And I think, you know, too, there's, you know, whatever else was coming out after the season and stuff that really built that up. And she is not one to back down with, with anything. If she has a thought, she will let you know that. And so it definitely, I don't necessarily know if she was trying to protect me. I think she just truly was not happy with him in the situation and it all came out that way because it reminds me of I don't know if you've even watched seasons in the past but like Caitlin Bristow chooses Sean but she had to then downplay Nick's um relationship to the point where she was mean to him like she like 
openly right. dissed him and like they feuded a lot. And she admitted later that she's like, I had to do that because I didn't want my man to be yeah. like jealous or anything. So that's why I was, there's some parallels there that I just wondered your take on that. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, we, I mean, as soon as I showed up there, I was super, super confident. And even after all of the things for the most part, I mean, I definitely, there could be maybe some truth to that only because I remember when, I had watched that episode that was would have been hard to it was hard to watch the the whole the whole the breakup, episode. yeah the the Greg yeah the whole Greg breakup leaving mm-hmm. um, I watched that on my own, um, and that was hard to watch for sure, um, only because like I think it's hard to ignore some of the things that were fully said in that in that episode that would have been like from her side that would have really made me feel like okay shit but at the same time I'm I'm an overly confident guy I think so it really <laughs> um you know helped him with that and maybe after her watching that too she because I hadn't seen her since I we'd watched that so maybe it was a, in, in a way a bit of a defense to making me feel better I don't know but I, I really don't know she watched we didn't watch it together she watched we watched that episode different on different times so what happens after you watch that though you're like what the hell yeah um <laughs> you don't yeah. have to answer if you don't want yeah, to it's uh I, I was on my way to get fitted for my suit for um that episode that that episode and so it was fairly last minute when we were able to watch that and I was very calm and I had was able to watch it before her and so um I don't think she loved that I was able to watch it before her. I think it was something we wanted to do together, but the timing of it, I wasn't going to be able to watch it. There was some timing issue. Um, yeah, we just had a quick conversation on the phone um, that was, I didn't have all the questions to ask on the phone at the time. And I remember being like, I just, I'm going to let you watch it first. Cause I don't want to like ask questions without you watching it. So I'll let you watch it first. And then we can kind of discuss some of those things, but um but yeah, it was a weird conversation because there was just naturally some things where I'm like, I remember watching it and being surprised by some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What was your understanding of her relationship with Greg while you were on the show versus then watching it back? I was very, very, very confident in our relationship. And I literally like, I was not, when I was on the show, I was not worried in any capacity. Now, I also didn't know to the extent of what was going on. I mm-hmm. just and I was like very it was the most easygoing and relaxed I felt on that show in in comparison of just being so sure and so I had a lot of fun on that on that season because I felt really uh, like assured with her and I never felt like it was a battle to an extent where I was like I'm gonna lose this I'm gonna lose her I really felt like we were great the whole way and I really wasn't concerned about the others um and then when you watch that, then it's like, okay, shit, maybe I was a little, <laughs> like maybe my overconfidence and stuff is something I need to work on because nothing's as sure as you have ever thought on this show. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think after it was a little bit of like a hesitancy is like, okay, shit. Um, well, there has to be someone else. I mean, or else they just canceled the season like Dale. It would have been a boring season if we rolled that one out and she just chose I, that. I knew that the other person was Greg. I knew the other person that she was thinking about was okay. Greg. Question. I just, I was still felt like I was the one over him. And so I was like, don't do your thing and figure things out. But I still felt not a crazy threat when I was there. 
at least because you, okay. again i don't see you you don't know what's happening you just know what you're and so i don't know it never came up to a point where it was extremely threatening where i was really freaking out about it Mm -hmm. we've talked to Katie a little bit through DMs and stuff, and we're trying so hard to get her on the podcast, mm -hmm. but they keep extending her contract. Do you know or have an idea of why they would keep doing that as someone who was on that season as well? Like, why won't they let this girl talk to us? Um. Well, I, uh, mm -hmm. I don't think it's anything about the season. Um, I I don't necessarily know where, you know, their relationship is um, between the two, between the franchise and her. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would assume it's just because maybe they don't have necessarily a great relationship and maybe they are just concerned about, I don't know, her talking about things that they'd rather her not. But I really like at the same time, I don't know. I, I don't She's know. like the only lead that they have done this to, though, which is why it's just been so That crazy. we know of. I mean, who well, knows? Well, yeah, but I since like most leads have spoken on other podcasts katie's like the only one who they can't. have to silence her i know i mean i guess that time will eventually come right but i i don't there wasn't and there's nothing not one big glaring thing that yeah. i i was yeah. also um curious as to why and when that happened um but listen i think you know she she's not scared to talk about things and she's very open about things and i think i don't know just for a franchise it's you know, hasn't had things going so great lately. I just think maybe that would be a reason, but I, I don't, I don't know. On the topic of that, the big news this week is Chris Harrison coming out with a podcast. Have you heard about it? Yes. Yesterday for the first time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to reveal anything. What is your take? I mean, I'm sure he's going to have, I don't think anything's going to be extreme, but I'm think I think he'll definitely have tidbits that, would be surprising to to people for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know what happened on you know one season, two seasons, and I only know you know <laughs> a very small piece. Being behind the scenes and and being executive producer and the host and going through all these seasons, he definitely has I think really probably interesting pieces of information mm -hmm. because there's a lot that happens and goes on, and so he. I don't think you could come out and make a, a statement like that and make it as, I mean, you probably can. The show is always over dr dramatizing everything, but <laughs> he's got to have some, some great stuff. I would think just maybe not crazy tea that's going to out anybody, but some stuff that I think would people would find interesting as, you know, fans of the show for sure. Mm -hmm. I have so many thoughts about this. I know I'm like, I but I know we're going to talk about it later. So I'm trying to like hold my tongue because okay. that's like a whole thing we're going to talk about earlier in the episode, but um we can move on from it because I have so many thoughts. <laughs> Same. Um, you were asked to be the bachelor. You had to have been. <laughs> yes, you were. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. Okay. I don't believe that. I don't believe honestly. You. <laughs> There's no. You would have been so good. We were like. And it's okay. I think if we're, we're making at you the time. If yeah, sorry. If you're truly, if we're making you uncomfortable, we like. Oh we're no, teasing. I don't. I really don't get uncomfortable. I mean, you mean I made a clay penis and a. <laughs> okay. Okay. True. <laughs> I just I think at the time teasing. of the season, though, we were like, Blake would be perfect for it. How could they not pick you? The, did you say at the end of what season? I've been after Blake Katie's since day one. <laughs> after all that all played out, maybe that was, who was after? Then they did a bachelor. Yeah, then they did a bachelor season, who right? was it? With Clayton. They should have picked you. But I guess <laughs> they would have filmed Clayton before. I'm trying, my timeline's all messed Wait, up. Wait, I know they, it. <clears throat> no, because they did Katie's. Then Michelle, then Clayton. It should have been Blake. 
instead of Clayton. That would have made more sense story-wise, I think. I think he had just, I think the filming was already half. Like, yeah, remember? He was already up. filming when Michelle's season, season was airing. Yeah, so no one even, I remember. I'm just trying to remember the timing of breakups and stuff, but I guess I don't remember. So there, okay. you were never a contender? I don't think so. You should go into mm-hmm. acting because you're really good at it. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> okay, um, were you going to go to Paradise this summer? No. And why didn't you? No. Um, well, I had I already had a bunch of the wallet projects set up during those times that I didn't want to miss out on. But um it's a it's I it's a lot. Like at that point, it would have been going on for TV purposes. Like, you know what I mean? And so it's like, do I really just want to go on TV? No. Like, do I want, it was just a lot. It would have been a lot to go and do that. Um, it's not as fun as you think. <laughs> like, I didn't it, think it was fun. So it, <laughs> that makes yeah, sense. Like, I think a lot of people are like, you know, take the opportunity. It's like, it's not that fun. I mean, maybe for some people, but like for a lot, like, you know, I think, I think, with this franchise and what I'm kind of grasping lately over just seeing things play out is I think everyone goes on with the expectation, like this is going to go really, really great for me, like for multiple different reasons. And I think there's such a finite small percentage of people that really um, can make it successful in some way, whether that's a platform or love or whatever. And so I think I don't know, people chase that. And there's, I think, a lot of people with egos and a lot of confidence and come in and they think it's all going to be great. And they're not going to be the villain. They're not going to be this. And that's why I think you see so many people come off and be upset or lash at the franchise or whatever because it didn't go the way they expected. And the edit was this. And and so, I don't know. It's just, you know, there's it's a risk going on that show. Totally. Yeah. Especially if you had a good edit prior, I've noticed a pattern that if you've had a few good edits, you're bound for a bad one every now and then. So you keep rolling the dice every single time. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a way to look at it. It has that popped in my mind. Sure. And so that's the thing is it like, do I just go on there to be on the show and I can maybe look like a complete idiot? Like I just, you know, the went, the reason I went on the last season was to chase somebody that I truly thought was you know, potentially going to be that person. And it looked great for such a long period of time. So do I just like, I don't know, it just seems like such a risk for somewhat to go on mm-hmm. and the best that I find somebody there. I don't know. I think if I ever were to do that, it would be have to be someone there that I really, really wanted. But even then, again, like, do I want to go on chasing someone headstrong again? Probably not. I probably should go on with like a more loose mind frame and like see what happens type thing. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's see it as a risk and um, things are so good right now. So why stir the pot? Totally. Yeah. Were you asked to go to paradise and you said no, or you just didn't even, you were asked. I, I thought you were going because I actually remember we talked, we were talking about this because you announced something that you were going away for a month in July or June. And I guess that's the project you're referring to, but I'm like, this is a cover up. He's going to Mexico. <laughs> Was it in Mexico or no? No, my thing was not in Mexico. Oh, okay. But I, I remember being like, I totally cracked the case and I was totally wrong. But I that was just wishful thinking. Um, totally hear you why you don't want to roll the dice with that. But if they came and turned to you and said, like, next season, we want you to be the lead, would you consider it? I mean, it's really hard. Like You see things like Clayton season, right? And you're like, 
again, it's just a massive risk. Like, I think, you know, that's the least risk that you can take going on. And to really find someone you have, you know, what potential of 30 women, you would think that you could figure out and narrow it down to the right person out of that. And so that is enticing in a way to really like have 30 women that really want you. Um, well, you would hope anyways. Um, it's, it's, it would be enticing to think about, but it's, I, it's not a slam dunk that I think you would think. And I think that goes for a lot of guys. I think mm. that it's not something that's easily accepted right off the hop anymore. I think it's something you really got to think through because um, it is a lot and it is taxing because a contestant is taxing and act for talking to Katie. I know how taxing it is as a lead. And so it's not a simple answer anymore as I think it once was just because you are signing up for a chaos uh, and a mental, like it's, it's not, it's not that fun. Yeah. Yikes. So no more reality TV at all then. Um, I wouldn't He's say, like, I will not say that. I wouldn't <laughs> say that. I mean, there's definitely been other, you know, things in the works and, and discussions of other potential stuff, but. Discovery channel with the animals. That would be so good. Yeah, so there's been. Is that a reality show? Is that a thing? So not that. Ne- not that ne- <laughs> oh, I was like, did I miss the promo for this new there's show? Other things in the works for sure. Um, I just think maybe the dating reality shows is something that um is maybe behind me but again you, you never know I won't say never so okay speaking of dating has anyone from bachelor nation slid into your dms I'm sure they have you don't have to share since but you, you should have broken up but we're just curious <laughs> yeah. um yeah I don't think anyone's it's never been um it's never been direct like it's not been like hey i think this you're so hot let it's not anything well, like you can't do that i never do that i have to it's, it's always very like a sneaky like um but no nothing nothing no, <laughs> nothing dramatic or drastic no and and yeah no no lastly no <laughs> okay um and <laughs> any celebrities reach out to you like um no okay I said, don't believe that either. There's no one in your DMs. No, I reached. I was in his DMs. Yeah, you, you could say me yeah. moving forward. <laughs> so you, when I reached out, you said you had just gotten off of a social media break. Mm-hmm. Were you just feeling like you needed to cleanse yourself of Instagram? It was too much, or what? What went into that? A combination of things. Uh, you know, the social media for me is something I force myself to do because it's not a natural thing. I think for a 32 year old male to like beyond there like trying to like look what I'm drinking look what's in my coffee this morning like I just it's not so I really gotta force myself to be out there on social media which can be difficult for me um because I'm surprisingly naturally more introvert way more introvert than I am an extrovert and so I don't thrive in that and like showing them yeah it's not for me um I also was just like going (laughs) going through some crazy stuff at the time that maybe one day I'll come out about um but um yeah, it was just a wild time where I just, when I was not, when you're not in a good place mentally or like super, super happy, it's hard to get on social media and like put it on for people. Totally. And so if you're not in a mood or you feel just kind of out of it, you need to take a break from the socials. Otherwise it's just difficult. That's to do. very relatable. Yeah. I would, there's many a times that I would like to do that. Yeah. Um, but you've been posting a lot about all of the work that you've been doing with wildlife conservation I don't quite what is it like called <laughs> but I'm so inspired by it you do so much amazing stuff can you please tell us about that and, and explain, explain the, what it the title. is because we were going back and forth we're like it, w- 
what exactly is that? What's it called? So, so what's it called? So <laughs> the round, I mean, c- conservation can go a bunch of different ways, but what I try to focus on is wildlife conservation, which is just exactly what it kind of sounds like in a way where you're conserving, trying to conserve wildlife and wild places from like habitat to actually specific species that are, we try to focus on endangered the most, obviously, just because there's so many at the brink of extinction right now. Um, but I basically just work with a bunch of different not-for-profits, um, making collaborations with them to help highlight and focus on whatever it is they're working on. And there's so many different things happening in the world right now. You know, everything feels like it's just going to shit when it comes to the health of the planet. Um, so I'm actually going to South Africa on January 6th. And I'm, I'm doing a very intense um, six-week anti-poaching course program where I'm doing 16 people get in a year um only runs once a year and I'm basically doing like military style training to become a certified wildlife ranger um for the protection of species so like I don't say elephants and rhino for like their horns and their tusk or like pangolin and so it's, it's a very intensive program that I'm a little bit nervous to go and do I won't have cell phone I won't have internet we sleep in the woods in the bush for six weeks Wait, this is like the show alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to be with some other guys doing this course that I've never met before. But um, I don't know. I think I think there's something powerful about, you know, I'm this reality TV guy that is, you know, passionate about wildlife and advocates for it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I speak very highly of rangers, but I think it's would be more powerful to put my money where my mouth is. And I'm not this pretty boy sitting, you know, in L.A. and going on these L.A. trips. I'm speaking now you know as a ranger instead of for them and i think that that there's something powerful about that that um but yeah i just wanted to to go and experience and build character and and learn more about what it takes to protect wildlife so as a ranger like what do you do like if you is it basically like you see someone poaching and you're like hey don't do that or like what is the actual actionable tasks yeah so the I, I the scope of a ranger alone is the protection of wildlife which would mean you're constantly looking over and reporting on wildlife in certain reserves or whatever it is but you're te- you're you're armed and all what you're looking for is usually tracking you're either tracking a, a poacher um you're doing patrols around these reserves making sure that no one's coming in or out um and you're just yeah i mean you're protecting wildlife and you're armed and you have to be ready to now this chorus, like, you know, I was watching the video on the preparation all stuff. Like you need to be ready to pull the trigger. If something happens, like there is, it's full on combat. Like it's not, these poachers don't take things lightly and it's very, very serious. They don't have a lot to live for in a lot of these situations. And that's why they're resorting to poaching with these mm-hmm. kits and things that really put the pressure on them. So um, yeah, it's uh, you're, you're protecting wildlife and putting your mm-hmm. life on line for them so it's intense and we're gonna see how it goes but i'm looking forward to it i'm excited in some way i mean in that's really way. admirable no, that's awesome. and really cool that you're doing that best of luck and good to know that you're going to be off social media for six weeks so we're, we won't get concerned yeah well, no I'll, I'll put a post up to okay. that i'm gonna be yeah out in the rhubarb there doing doing some things in africa so you have a lot of cool stuff going on. Is there anything else that you want to plug? Where can our fan, our listeners find you? Is there anything that you're, anything to donate to for the wildlife? I know you're always pushing some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's the one thing that, you know, social media is is a hard, it's hard to navigate because the things that I care about the most, not necessarily people 
people don't necessarily care about it like I do, right? And so I'm constantly like asking for either donations or to sign this petition or this and that. But when it comes down to it, you know, I think I realized that I went on a show once and, you know, things will fade off eventually. And I know this isn't forever. And as much as, you know, a lot of people think that it's going to last forever, it doesn't. And so I'm just trying to make the most of the time that I do have and do as much good as I can so that when I'm done all this, it wasn't all about me, me, me. And um, so, you know, when these petitions, petitions pop up and things like that, um, I'm grateful for the people that do, you know, take the two seconds to sign them and things like that, because it does affect us and humanity. And so $5, $2 here, I advocate for maybe way too many different campaigns for wildlife, but it's hard to say no. And I know it can kind of dissolve and kind of people are like, oh God, another rhino post. Like, dude. And it's like, I know, but it's like, it's what I care about. So it's what I post about. Um, you can, yeah, just keep up on the stories. If there's something that's close to you, sign away $2 here or there. Um, but yeah, just follow up on posts. I mean, I have a Mowgli Moines fund that goes more towards Canadian wildlife, but um, yeah, just follow me and you'll see, you'll get enough uh, opportunities to, to support where you can. And there's never too many rhino posts. Don't feel like people, do people actually mm-hmm. say that to you? Uh, well, I, you know, I think there's a dra- like dramatic difference between me posting something with my shirt off and then posting something that's actually meaningful, you know, and the engagement on those posts mm-hmm. is very telling as to what people, you know, really care about, which is, you know, unfortunate. Um, and so I force myself to post things that girls want to see just because, um, I do it almost because it helps the rhinos. You're yeah, really just circling back to save the causes you care yeah, about. Like, like those, the last posts you've probably seen of me, like where they're more like model shots. So I've been asked a couple of times to do these, you know, modeling type things. And I always shut them down. Cause I'm like, it's not me. I get so awkward. I just, mm-hmm. I, can't, like, I can't do it. So when I post those things, like I throw my phone. Cause I'm just like, I can't even like, I, it's not me. You know what I mean? When I post that stuff. So you should post like modely shots, but it's a swipe. And then the last one is like about the rhinos. Something so that like people or take your shirt off it. with a rhino. Yeah. 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 I, I need your strategy. Cause I'm I mean, not- we'll definitely come up with a marketing campaign. I really think <laughs> we could do a lot more for everything that you're doing. If you just take your shirt off. So, right. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm working on, on ways to, you know, figure that out, but it's just not that simple. So. Wait, and you shaved your head. Can we just briefly talk about that? Yeah. That was uh, a big deal. Everyone was talking about it. I know they were. Um, <laughs> it was, I feel like, I feel like in time I'm going to go bald no matter what. Like I started losing at the back and I really started realizing I was losing at the back on Claire season. When I, and when I was, I was stre- stress balding like crazy. I remember being in the shower mm-hmm. Claire season so str- I just was very overwhelmed with everything going on I didn't know the stress balding was a thing and that I found it it was because I'm like I was in the shower and it's actually like, it's like I have way more hair on my hand like what is going on and I think like I was truly just so stressed out but I feel like in time my grandpa's bald I feel like I'm gonna go bald so if I just shave my head it's just like an easy transition and yeah. like she doesn't look that bad so I'm like okay and it's easier no product in my hair any of that so I'm just gonna stick with it I like it. Nice. And I think the response was very positive. So bravo. Thank Kill you. two birds with one stone. Now we just need to get the wildlife in there. Somewhere. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. For the rhinos. In the shower. Wasn't yeah. there a shower one recently? 
Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So that your at is just at Blake Moines, right? Just at Blake Moines. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Slide into the DMs. Apparently there's no one in there. So <laughs> really stand it's dry out. in there. No one in there. No. Well, thank you so much for rounding out our final interview of the year. This has been really fun. And we really liked hearing everything you had to share. And thank you so much for getting up and taking the time to, did we wake you up? You no, feel- no, no, it's okay. I, I, got, I got my coffee in and I, I feel good now. And it took five minutes to get into it, but we're, we're okay now. So Are you, you're in the West Coast? I didn't even realize, you had said LA at one point. I'm like, it's actually way earlier for you. This is no, no, crazy. I'm, I'm in the Toronto area right now. Oh, I what was time like, is it? Okay. It's the same One hour time. behind or the same? Oh, I don't know. I'm 9.43 right now. Oh, okay. So we're same, same time for us. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, if you were LA and you're getting up at six for us, that's We've that's only had nice. one person. Eric Bigger did that. He got up at six and we get up at nine for this. And he was more awake than we were. So, no. Yeah, it's okay. It's the earliest podcast I've done. But, you know, during the coffee, it, it's good. It's like, wake up, have your coffee with Stimulating us. conversation. This. Let's do this every morning. This is such a great way to wake up. Um, well, do you celebrate Christmas? What holidays are coming up for you? <laughs> Just, yeah, I've got my Portuguese Christmas on Christmas Eve. And then really, it's just a preparation for the South Africa stuff. That's the only thing that's on my mind. It's really kind of freaking me out. It's coming really quick. So Christmas, I probably won't even do New Year's. You can't drink. I can't drink without having a three-day hangover anymore. And I can't mm-hmm. be going to South Africa three-day hangover when I'm going to be, you know, basically in the military. Feels like. yeah. so, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do for New Year's. But um, as you get older, it just doesn't have the same hype, you know? Oh, no, I'm staying home. I'm not doing anything. Um, But I wanted to wish you a happy Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And again, thank you so much for chatting with us. This is going to come out on Thursday. So I'll send you the link. Check it out. Perfect. Okay, cool. Thank you. It was nice meeting you. Thank you. Bye. And guys, that is our show, our last show of 2022. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. And if you like what you hear, you know what to do go rate us five stars um at the time of this recording we're still 4.6 but we got we a did get a lot of, reviews. of new reviews and new ratings so we see you we hear you we love you wow yes um what else make sure you check out the facebook group make sure you check out our patreon what else oh, oh yes yeah, so especially wait, so- here's something good to share so see you next year not gonna see you guys till next year i love those jokes um but actuality this is our last episode for the calendar year but if next week you're just like oh i hate my family and i don't want to do this anymore and i'm stressed and i'm just like oh where is she's all batch you can go to our patreon because we're going to be dropping an episode there next week and it is superlatives of 2022 so kind of rounding up best moments best people best things it's a fun time cringiest moments biggest villains Mm -hmm. like good stuff really fun stuff so you can check us out over there if you miss us so much and you're like, I can't go two weeks without you. Which I understand. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll be on our Patreon listening to the Superlatives episode. Me too, obviously. Also, like, I was getting really emotional last night just thinking about that. I saw, like, some kind of meme graphic online and it was like, the holidays are a really jolly time for people, but it's also a really lonely time. And I just want to say to you guys, like, I love that we've made this community and I hope you guys have found friends in us, but also friends within Mm -hmm. each other. And 
know that if you are feeling lonely this holiday break, I hope that you can like come to our community and like either listen to a podcast or go on the Facebook group or DM me or Jackie. And I hope that you feel less alone this holiday season because you guys truly are friends of the show. Oh, that was So nice. I just wanted everyone to feel that. I mean, I, I, I like got really emotional yesterday. Just, I don't know. We're all here for each other. So yes. please know that if you're not having the most ideal situation this holiday season that you have friends right here. Absolutely. Yes. Our DMs are always open if you want to chat. And if you are still looking for a holiday gift for a dog lover, which like if you are, you better get on it because you are late, my friend. You can go to EmbarkVet.com and use code SHESALLBATCH and that will get you $65 off an Embark dog DNA test. So right now there's a limited time offer on their breed and health kit and their purebred kit for all She's All Batch listeners. Go check it out. Last minute gift, an amazing idea, but you gotta go soon because come on. And you know what? Even if it's not like a Christmas or a holiday gift, like it could also be your New Year's resolution. Like I want to focus more on health overall for myself Mm -hmm. and my dog. And in order to do it for my dog, I need to get a kit to really make sure we're up to speed. So like it doesn't just have to be a gift. Totally. um, it could just be a good thing that you're doing for you and your pup. Absolutely. Like I said, we found out information about Holly that could be concerning, but we're kind of prepared now and we are looking for the signs and she's going to be good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So anything else? Follow She's All Batch. Follow Jackie Maroney underscore. My birthday's coming up. You guys can all start working on your joint birthday gift. Mm-hmm. See you next year. See you next year. And for the last time in 2022, bye, bitches. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once in a lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.